Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with Jeff Rappaport. And guys, today is our uh, is the follow-up to our last episode where, uh, again, it's on-the-spot deal structuring where Jeff uh, has a lead that he's made an offer on that he's you know, put under contract and actually sold the property. And uh, he puts me on the spot to make an offer. So we've run through the numbers in real time. And I, I've had no knowledge or information of the deal prior to that. And so I'm really put on the spot here and I got to come up with, uh, with an offer. And so if you haven't checked out that last episode, go back and look at that. Um, so that this one makes sense. But uh, on our last episode, I made an offer um, my offer. So this was uh, for a duplex that's in Idaho. Um, it's a listed property. The seller was uh, asking 120, um, and it's a property that brings in about 1,200 each side when it's rented out. It does need some work. Um, not each side total. <laughs> what's that? 1,200 total. Not yeah, each. 1,200 side. each side. Yeah, 600 a unit, um, and so. My my offer was one hundred and ten dollars, one hundred ten thousand purchase price, um, with the seller subordination of sixty thousand. And what that means is we're going to go out there, we're going to find another um, uh, lender out there, private 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 money lender that's going to uh, give us sixty thousand. They're going to be in first position on the property, and we're going to subordinate the seller's equity um, of the fifty thousand and. Uh, our term was going to be for four years with $200 a month principal only payments. Um, and that kind of gave us, that kind of put us at the payment that we needed, uh, keeping in mind that we're going to have to pay 8% on the $60,000 that we borrowed uh, from a private lender and then still give the seller uh, 200 bucks a month. Um, so that was my offer uh, on the last episode. Now on this episode, uh, I just wanted to recap that for you guys real quick. Yep. Jeff's going to run through um, the offers that he's he's made, and I'm going to follow along with you here on my calculator, Jeff. So so people Perfect. see us using the calculator. Um, and guys, if you're listening to this on our podcast, we this will be on YouTube as well. We'll put the video up um, just so you guys can start to become familiar with using a financial calculator if you have not already. So uh, yeah, take it away, Jeff. Perfect. First of all, I, I've got to commend you. I thought that uh, that was really a difficult example. It kind of put you on the spot and you worked through it and you came up with an offer that was a good one. And uh, I wish I would have made that offer. And, <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. You really coached me through it. So I can't <laughs> well, take all the funny? I'm, I'm kind of pushing you in a certain direction. I didn't even make that offer myself. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It happens. Uh, all right, so what we're going to do, and what, what I want to do is I want to get back to 
what the process is right from the start of when I get a lead. And just so that you can follow along a little bit. Uh, uh, otherwise, it becomes maybe a little overwhelming to, uh, well, uh, where do I start figuring out these numbers? How do I plug them in? How does it all work? Right. Uh, so the first step that I do is when we get a lead, um, our transaction coordinator, Mohammed, will look up the tax data. And we will compare the tax data to the information that we have gotten from the seller and make sure that it's consistent, right? Um, right. We want to know in this case that this property is zone duplex. We'd want to know the, the square footage. We'd want to know year built, that, that kind of stuff, taxes, uh, you know, which is important that we get. So that, that's always step one. Uh, Verify information. Yeah, step one might actually be Google the address and see if we can get a picture of the property and yeah. the neighborhood a little bit. Yeah, make step sure Step three would normally be run comps, but we don't have access to the MLS in this area. And, uh, and the reason that we don't is that it's a smaller city. It's, you know, probably a population of about 60,000, 70,000 maybe. And uh, in Idaho, they have numerous MLSs and it just isn't worth our time to be a part of, you know, three, four, five different MLSs. And they're all used a little differently. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's income property. And I'm really looking more at the cash flow potential than the actual value. And I've got a good enough idea of what properties will sell for um, based on income. And uh, so it's not an exact science. I, I just know that just as what we're looking for are properties in this area that meet that or exceed that 1% rule. That means that rents can be at least 1% or more of the purchase price. Right. So in this case, they were advertising this property for 120 and they were getting $1,200 a month in rent. I already know in this market, that's what we've, we've got to get better than that 1% rule um, for us to really be able to move that property. Right. And I just want to make a point real quick, Jeff, kind of what you touched on. Um, you don't, you're not really looking at the ARV here because you're looking at it as an income property. So a long-term play, a buy and hold. So you really need to think about that guys. If you're looking for this for yourself, or if you, if your exit strategy is to wholesale it to a, a buy and hold investor, you need to be aware of that. Like yeah. you need to look at it that way. And that's what Jeff was explaining is that's how he's looked at it um, right from the start. So that's why he didn't, he didn't really pull comps. Sorry, Jeff. I just wanted no, to. Uh, totally true. Plus, I, I have a good enough feel for this particular market that, Hey, if something brings in 1200, it's probably worth 130 to 135, somewhere in that range. And that's just from doing enough over and over and over again in a particular area. Uh, I can do the same thing for the Utah market. And, uh, you know, it's just getting familiar with the market that you're in. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're going to bypass the running comps here, but. We are going to go to rentometer and we're going to look at what potential rents we could be getting. And 
what we came up with was uh, probably pretty solid. It's going to be between that six and $700 a month range and okay. 600 probably close to the as is condition of this property. And if you remember, it needed some work and it's pretty old. Uh, 650 with some, you know, minor updating 700 if you actually do some work and make it considerably nicer. Okay. okay. So we actually went with 650. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I, I don't have a problem being a little aggressive, but I don't want to be overly aggressive. And I don't really want to, I don't want to tell my buyers one thing if it's just really not true. And, yeah. and the most so, important thing is just stick to whatever the market rents are. So if the highest market rent is seven, you can't say 750 or 800. Right. Yeah, just because it'll make your numbers look better and maybe you'll have a better chance of getting it sold. Uh, yeah, but we, I actually just did a meetup and I talked about buyers and our buyers are st the most important uh, part of our business. Uh, as much as you know, we talk about deal flow and everything, if we have great buyers and they're willing to pay more money for certain properties, I mean, we can sell more deals. Uh, so it's always important to take care of your buyers. Yeah, and you're, they're, they're, they are your customers. If you're a wholesaler, your buyers are your customers. So the first, so we'd run our rents. We, we found out where we would be, which is you know, not a whole lot higher than where we are right now. Then what we want to do is exactly what Jonathan did last episode, and that is let's work backwards. Let's take our what we get in rents and pull out all the expenses. So our taxes, our insurance, any utilities, and you can decide on, on small multifamily, like duplex, triplex, fourplex. Do you want to have a, a maintenance and or repair costs that you're pulling out? Do you want to have property management? Now, if you do incorporate all those, th these are going to be much harder to put together because there's only so much money, right? I mean, there's $1,200 total here. Uh, maybe thirteen, thirteen fifty. If we're, you know, if we push the the rents, we've got to be careful. You know how much we're we're going to try to to do. And what I like to do is, I want to put in what I know. And on something like this, I'm probably not going to worry about property management. I'm probably not going to. I'm certainly not going to put like a capital expense like we would, like we talked about on the five plex a couple of episodes ago. Uh, totally different when you're evaluating commercial property, five units and above, and small multifamily, four units and less. Right. Okay. So now we're ready to create our offers. We know where we need to be. And... Uh, how much money we have to allocate toward our seller and our potential buyer or ourselves, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So this, this property was interesting because they think in their mind, they were already pricing it under market because it needed some work and it's vacant, but uh, and it, pretty common in this market and all markets across the country for the last couple of years 
hey, if something needs 15, 20 grand in work, we'll just reduce it 15 or 20 grand and uh, from retail price and that, that should sell, right? Uh, not exactly what we're looking for, uh, but that's the market that we're in right now. Luckily, we do some creative financing and we can come close, if not give them their price that they're looking for. Right. All right, so what I did is, uh, the price means the least to me. Uh, if I can structure the rest of the terms, the price is the least important, right? I can usually pay more or even a little more than retail, uh, as long as they're not crazy. Yeah. Uh, but remember, we also have to add our fee onto it. So we, we don't want it to get totally out of control, but yeah. price is always the least important to me. So what's most important? Probably the down payment. Okay. Because if the down payment gets too high, we're out. Uh, right. If this guy came back and said, we need 25% down, we're out. Uh, that, that there's nothing more. It doesn't matter. I guess if you say, hey, um, if the payment was so low and the cash flow was so great, then maybe. But almost for sure, if the down payment gets too high, that, that we're out. Right. Okay. I can deal with some of the other stuff. Now, obviously, we've got to be able to create enough cash flow. This is a cash flow type property. Wouldn't make sense to, you know, have a hundred dollar a month cash flow and try to pass that on to someone uh, unless they're willing to take zero down because uh, uh, your cash on cash return is going to be super low. Right. All right. So let's figure out what we're going to do. Uh, so we're going to, and literally I just pick numbers and I start working through them. And so I thought I'm not going to offer 120. Uh, I'm going to offer slightly less. So let's say 115,000. Don't plug that in because we've got to take that off the, we've got to figure out our down payment. So I offered $8,000 down, right? So you're going to take your 115,000 purchase price minus 8,000. Yeah. And you are going to be asking the seller to finance $107,000. Okay. Okay. Good, now, I, I didn't think this through very well because, um, well, that actually I might have. The commission is probably going to be $3,500, $3,800 if the realtor takes 3%. The realtor may tried to take 6% and I later found out he did. Uh, okay. And now you're talking almost all of that money up front, right? Uh, almost that whole down payment is going yeah. to the realtor and then closing costs that the seller's getting zero if that's the case. But I don't know this up front. And yeah, so we've got to make an offer and kind of see where we're at unless you want to dive into this with the realtor like, um, are you planning on taking 6%? Are you going to represent us? Should we bring in a realtor of our own? Uh, we don't get into all that. We, have, we don't care. <laughs> you know, if you can get this accepted, then I don't care if you get all the money. If the seller gets the money, you guys work it out. Yeah, yeah. Great point. Okay. Uh, so we're going to use a simple interest. Uh, and th this is kind of the my proprietary... When I say proprietary, I'm sure I didn't invent this, but 
I don't know anyone else that's ever used this. So I guess it is my proprietary kind of offer. And I like to use this for a couple of reasons. One, it allows me to pick the monthly payment. And if you're not understanding that, go back and listen to 10 other, 15 other podcasts where we go into depth about how this works. Uh, but it allows me to determine what I want the payment to be. And it allows me, if I'm paying close to market, what it would be if, you know, at a 4% amortized over 30 year loan, it'll allow for rapid principal pay down. So it's similar to having it as principal only, but you're still offering interest to the seller. And that's why I like to use this offer. And it's usually my short-term offer. And uh, people have asked me, why do I use 2.5%? I used to look at what the lowest federal interest rate was. And at that time, years ago, it was 2.5%. And I've just stayed with it. Right now, the lowest federal interest rate is under 2%. I could drop this. Um, and really, all it does is it makes it so if the seller was ever audited, by the IRS that they're charging an interest rate and the, the IRS isn't going to allocate an interest rate to, to this deal and kind of hurt the seller. Right. Okay. All right. So what we did is we're going to do 115 minus eight. So we've got the 107,000 present value. Yeah. I plug that in. It's present 107. Yep. Let's put the interest rate as 2.5. Yeah. 2.5. Interest rate. Okay. Now I'm looking at what the payment needs to be. And this is where we struggled before as well. There's just not a lot of room. Right. So what I did is I put $600 a month. So, so 600 negative. Well. No, no, do the 600 first. Oh, negative. Yeah. Okay. So negative 600 for payment. Right. Okay. And I like to do a shorter term on this. So 36 months typically. Okay. So 36. And yeah. this is the difference between yep, this way of doing it. One, we just entered in four variables instead of three. And right. Or fourth. So payment we actually made up and N isn't over 30 years or 25 years or whatever. It's over the actual term that we're offering the seller and now we're going to solve for future value that's going to give us our balloon payment $92,918. so if you think about this now that this isn't the payments not very much so you can only get so much principal pay down right you yeah. could offer a principal only payment of six hundred dollars over three years that would be what 21 six i think it would be um $7,200 a year in principal pay down uh, if it was principal only. Here we're getting $793, we're getting $14,000 in principal pay down over three years. It's not quite principal only, but it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and then what we offered is, um, so three years, the seller will actually gross, and this is, I always like to, to give this information to the seller, and this is how we figure it out. Why don't we do this on the small calculator? 
Okay. Jonathan. So you're just going to take your $600 a month times 36. That's the amount of payments the seller is going to receive. Mm -hmm. Plus our balloon payment, the 92918. Plus our down payment of $8,000. Plus $8,000. Yep. Okay. And that's what they will gross. And the reason it's gross is because they have that underlying loan. They're yeah. not actually getting that amount of money. Yeah, uh, minus yeah, that minus their what they owe on the property. So that's one thousand two hundred or uh, one hundred two twenty thousand. Excuse me. Hundred twenty two thousand five. Struggled yeah. with that one there. Yeah, um, which is only slightly higher than what they're asking for right now. Yeah, so yeah. They're only making about seventy five hundred dollars in interest over three years. It's not yeah. a lot. I was just going to say, I mean, to, if, they, if they're willing to carry it longer, they could make more. Correct. In interest. Yeah. And we're going to go over one more option and it is for longer. Um, but here's why I made this offer. Uh, that monthly payment. So remember the seller's payment is 550 a month, right? PIPI. Uh, that's, Taxes and insurance, including with principal and interest. We're paying them six. 600 principal and interest, but we're also going to reimburse him as the buyer for the taxes. So that's another 160 or $161 a month. So in reality, they're going to be getting a little over $200 a month cash flow for the property, right? Okay. Okay. The reason that I like this is that I'm still pretty close to their asking price, and I but I think we're still overpaying for this property. So that's why I like the rapid principal pay down to get that principal in three years. You only owe ninety three thousand uh, dollars. I think yeah. that's a lot better where you want to be. Okay. Which on with my offer, we were that's what we were shooting for. Right. Yep. Dollar mark. Yeah. Okay, so let's go over one other option, then I'll tell you kind of what happened and uh, why. Okay, so just to recap that, your offer was one fifteen um, with eight thousand dollars down, um, and then seller would carry a carry one oh seven uh, for three years, two and a half percent interest with a six hundred dollar payment. That's right. Okay. And a $92,918,000 balloon payment. Okay. Okay. Second option. So normally what I like to do is make this first option my highest. And I probably should have in this case anyway. But uh, you'll see why I switched them. Uh, and when I say that I like to make that my highest offer, normally the way that creative financing would work is, hey, the longer the term the higher the price I'm willing to pay. Uh, and in the way that I like to make offers, I like to give you a short-term offer and it's the highest price because it's enticing, right? Right. So this one, we actually offered $118,000 with a higher down payment of $11,000. So we're going to finance or ask the seller to finance $107,000. You said so that was one eighteen. Yep. With 8,000 down still? 11,000 down. Oh, 11. 
So we're actually asking the seller to finance the same amount, right? 107. So let's put 107 as present value. Okay. One oh seven present value. All right. So one of the things that now what you may have to do is we know we've got to cover at least that monthly payment. So we've got to maybe play around with some some interest rate to see where we can get. So let's just put in four percent as interest. Okay. Four percent. 4% interest. Yep. And um, let, let's amortize it over 30 years. So 360 in. 60. Now solve for payment. Payment is 51083. Okay. That's probably too low, right? Now, we know that their payment, total payment's 550. 550 yeah, even though we're going to pay the taxes, we could make this offer, but. What's the first thing that you're going to see when you look at this offer? That payment's too low. Yeah. You might not even notice that the insurance is going to be reimbursed. Uh, the first thing you're going to see is that there's that there's a deficit here. Correct. So love coming in less than their payment, even if they're going to make the the taxes are going to make it a positive cash flow rather than a negative one. Yeah, they're just not going to think about it in that way. They're just going yeah. to say, well, that's not going to cover. That's my right. Payment. They're just going to see that payment and they're going to say no. So okay. let's try, uh, just enter 4 point. You don't have to erase anything. Right, 4. just 4.5. 4. 5. 25. 4.25. I was thinking 4.5. I thought you were just going to go. Yeah, and we, we may look at that too. Solve for payment. So 526, so we're still under. Yep, so try 4.5. 4.5 interest, solve for payment. 542.15. So, so we're still too low, right? Uh, 4.75. Well, we, do we really want to keep offering more interest? Because one, if we're going to go sell this to someone, do we really want to tell them, hey, 4.75, 5%. Uh, and then the principal pay down is going to be much slower. The, the higher the interest rate, more goes toward interest right. than principal. Now we're going to need a longer term. So here's what we can do. Go back to 4.25. Okay, 4.25. Now, is 4 point, uh, you didn't put 4.25 in. <laughs> 4.25 interest. Okay, now solve for payment. Okay. Okay, so when, when a seller sees 4.25%, especially after 2.5%, is that pretty, I mean, is that competitive? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, if you go to the bank right now, you could probably borrow, you know, non-owner occupied money for somewhere, you know, five. Yeah. yeah. So th th this is competitive. You know, it's not like we're trying to lowball them here. Um, at the same time, would someone like you or a buyer be interested in, hey, if I can get 4.25% money, that's probably better than I can get at the bank. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what we can do now is we're still trying to get our payment up. We still want to be cognizant that we need this principal pay down, right? And when we amortize it, 
it's going to be much slower than in that first example where we did that simple interest. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's shorten our amortization schedule. So normally we do three, 30 years, 360 months. Let's uh -huh. do 25 years, so 300 months. So just put in 300. 300. And, okay. Yep. Now solve for payment. Five, seven, look at that. There it is. Okay. So now we've got a payment that will make more sense. Now, do we already know that this payment will make sense? Because we picked 600 in the first example. Yeah, absolutely. $20 less. If the first one works, we know this one will work. Okay, so I just want to recap real quick what I just learned. So I didn't, I didn't think about this before, Jeff. Though, so I would, I would go along the lines of raising the interest rate, raising the interest rate to get that payment up, but just shortening the term, the amortization schedule, we're able to raise that up, and we don't. There's actually more that will be put towards principal pay. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Cool. And that is what cool. we're going to do right now. So normally, I would make a five or six year term balloon okay. on this offer. So let's enter in 72. So that would be 62, um, uh, sorry, six years. So enter in 72 is N. N, okay. Solve for? Future value. Uh, value. Yep. 90,572. Okay, so we're actually offering more than option one, $3,000 more. They're getting a little more money up front, which will probably help cover those commissions. Uh, the payment is just slightly less, but it is covering everything, and there is a positive cash flow. The, the balloon payment is now 90572 which, isn't it interesting? Hey, three years later, our balloon payment is only like $2,400 less than the option one. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's not ideal. I, I would have liked it to have been a little better. Probably should have. Let's try 20 years. Um, so the 20 years would be 240. Do, do 240. You might have to actually erase all this now that we just. I'll try it. Let's see if okay. it works. So 240. 240. N. N. To solve for payment, yeah. So that's four twenty. Now, so you'd have to erase it once you figure out the balloon. You'd have to erase it. Okay. Ninety. No, that didn't. That's still the same. Yeah, it's. You'd have to clear it all. Okay. Should I do that? Yeah, clear it all. I'm just curious. Okay, clear all. So we're gonna go one oh seven. Present value. Yep. Four point two five. Two five interest rate, and then we're going to go 240, 240 months for our term. Yep, in payment is payment six six yeah, too high. So, that the future value, um, just let's see what the future value would be. So, so do 72, put 72 in there. So, 72 That's six years for in. Yep. And now value 83785. We get more principal pay down. Yeah. So, so, what we'd probably, and it's interesting that I didn't do this, but um, what I probably should have done 
is um, just extended the term. I really couldn't amortize it over 20 years. If I did, I'd have to lower the interest rate. So if let's say, what if I went down? Well, you'd have to clear it all. Don't worry about it. But these are why you have to play with some of the numbers. So I could have potentially amortized this over 20 years and came in at, let's say, 3.75% or 4%, trying to keep my payment closer to that $600 range, but yeah. still get that principal pay down. Um, you know, if you're amortizing it over 20 years and you're going six years, you're almost a third of the way through it, you're going to get significant principal pay down. Yeah, I, I think, Jeff, I think one of the hardest things to do uh, with creative financing as I'm running through this with you is keeping your payment around the mark that you needed at to achieve that cash flow. Um, so that $600 and then still trying to get enough principal pay down over that term um, to, to, to be able to refi out of it. So, and I think a lot of people are, I've actually helped a couple of um, listeners deal with some of their deals and I think what everyone has in their mind is that if I have to reduce the payment, I have to continue to keep reducing the interest. Interest, Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. It's I like you're at 2%. You, you can't keep reducing the interest rate. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you're going to keep reducing, you might as well just make a principal only offer. Uh, right. What you can do is play around with interest, with term. Could I offer, I, I want this amortized over 40 years. Um, uh, I, I can play with that term. I can play with the interest rate. You have, you have a number of tools at your disposal. You have the option one where it's simple interest. Could I have made an interest only payment on this kind of deal? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, let's just think about this for a second. Uh, 107,000 times 0.04 divided by 12. No, it's not high enough. Um, 107 times 0.05 divided by 12. So it's not quite high enough, but I could. I could probably offer them like 7% interest only and get the payment to where I want it to be, but I don't get the principal pay down. Yeah. So it, what I'm trying to accomplish is I'm trying to think like you, Jonathan. If I was going to sell this property to you, what would you want out of this deal? Well, I can think of a few things. You want to get in light, like uh, you know, it, uh, no more than 20% and you prefer if it was less, right? Right. If you were going to pay 20%, you want super good terms because you can get good terms, just go to the bank. Right. So Then I want a decent interest rate. Um, but do you even care about the interest rate? What you care about is the what's flow. the cash flow that you can make each month? And then ultimately, what's the term? If it's going to be short, then I want to be in a good position when that term is over. Or I'd prefer it to be long so I don't have to worry about it for a while. But ultimately, I want to know that when my term comes up, I'm going to be put in a good position, right? Yeah. yeah. Those are the things that you're most concerned about. Yeah. So I can give you those things being able to you'll buy. Okay. So let, let's figure out one more thing and then I'll tell you what happened and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. So on this second one, use your little small calculator here and let's just figure out what they would gross for six years here. 
So 579, that's our monthly payment, principal and interest, times 72. So, plus, okay. Go ahead. A 41,688. Okay, plus 90,572. 90,572. That's our balloon payment. Right. Plus our down payment, 11,000. And that's for a grand total of 143,260. So 143,000. So they would make a little over $23,000 uh, over their asking price to stay in this for six years. Six years, yeah. And it's it's still $21,000 more than our option one. So we're giving them a reason to at least look at the longer term. They're getting a higher price. They're getting a, a little bigger down payment. They're getting a higher interest rate. And they're getting more money over the course of six years. Right. Okay. Love it. All right. And that's worth looking at. That's why, I mean, the, the, the way you're able to make that offer stick out from the other one is right there, how much they gross over that time by carrying it longer. Yep. So first of all, are we, are we on the same page? This isn't shaping up to be like a big money maker, right? Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> there's not in the rents. There's not, a, it's not, a yeah, but, but even as a wholesale kind of deal, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's probably not shaping up to be this major. You know, we're not making a ton of money on this. So, right. Um, you know, again, it comes back to if you have a lot of leads and they're really good, maybe bypass this deal altogether. Um, if you're trying to make offers on as many leads as you possibly can, and you're okay making ten grand, then you you want to deal with something like this. Uh, if, if I thought we'd only make four or five grand, I would have bypassed it. It wouldn't have been worth our time. Okay. So they countered and really what they countered was, um, they wanted more down payment. So they took option one, which is, if you remember our simple interest, we yeah, offered 115, yep. Carry 107, yep. five interest for three years. Yep. And they wanted 15 down. Okay. Okay. Did you guys counter again? We did counter again, but they would not budge. They wanted 15 down. 15. So where does that put us? That puts us a little over 10%. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is what I thought. All right. This isn't where we want to be. This is going to be a little more difficult. And what I should have done is countered back. All right, we'll give you $15,000 down, but we want the term to be 60 months. Uh huh. Because the principal pay down is good, right? Yeah, five over three. Yeah. Okay. But they, they had a backup or they, they were considering another offer. And so I just said, okay, we'll do it. And the, my thought process was, is that I, I can still find someone that's going to pay us 25,000 down, um, which is basically 20%. But where in the world do you get 20% with 20% down a payment of $600 a month at two and a half percent interest 
uh, where the the property is going to pay down. Uh, uh, you can't go to the bank and get that. Uh, it doesn't exist. Right. So what I was hoping was find an investor that's got now plus is it a lot of money to come up with 25 grand um, for a rental property? Uh, a lot of people have 25 grand, right? An right. equity line just sitting around in their IRA and uh, you know, that they've got to put to work. Right. And so that's exactly what we did. So we sold it um, and he's super happy with it. Uh, uh, he thinks he will get $700 a month from each side. So hopefully $1,400. Um, I don't know if he'll put 20 grand into it or not. It'll, it'll be around there. Um, so, but he loves the, the terms that he got. And uh, he, he also had some issues with getting conventional financing now. So, it was basically a substitute for him while he gets that figured out over the next three years. But now that I'm looking at this, I should have countered back. Okay. If you want something, then I want something in return and at least gotten another year, if not two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Five year term. So just running the numbers at that, so 115K purchase price, $15,000 down. Um, so present value of $100,000, right? Yep. I, I entered that in. Um, interest rate of 2.5 and then a term of uh, 36 months. And then, I, and then I put my payment in, negative $600 for payment. So right. the future value is 85373 That is correct. So that's what he took. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And then we sold it for 125 with 25 down. Nice. So I just like off the top of my head, I want to point out Jeff that this is a deal that was listed on the market, but no other wholesaler out there that I know of would go after a deal like this. No. But you're, you're able to still take this deal because you know how to use creative financing and come up with creative financing strategy or uh, offers and use these strategies. You're able to make a deal where no other wholesaler that I know of could have done it. This is, this is ninja right here. That's what they call I, it. I, I agree. And, and maybe it's not the sexiest, like, Hey, we didn't make 20, $25,000, but here, here's what I'd like. Think about we'll, if you're a beginner. We'll never run out of leads ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just going to say, like, think about if you're like a beginning real estate investor, like, and you're just learning creative financing or wholesaling. Um, you don't even have to do any marketing for this lead. They're there. They're, I mean, these kind of leads are everywhere across the nation, right? Yep. Except for in, you know, some of the higher end markets. Um, uh, they work better in those markets. Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's more cash flow to work with. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, I, I just think about it along those lines, like for a beginning investor, like someone that um, is trying to compete against all these other wholesalers. What if you didn't, what if you didn't compete against them and you just learned creative financing and you're able to come up with an offer like this, like $10,000 for, uh, for a wholesale fee is huge for anyone just starting out, right? It's not bad, especially on a $120,000 purchase price. 
Um, you know, our, our normal average is about 16. Yeah. So it's a little less than what we normally want. And uh, we might have been close if we could have kept it to the original offer. Right. Uh, and, uh, yep, th th that happens. Sometimes you get more, sometimes you get less. Uh, at least I wanted going in knowing that we'd be somewhere close to what we normally try to make. And I'll tell you, creative financing, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just made offers on a million dollar home, uh, uh, a 13 unit and a 12 unit apartment. And the 12 unit, the guy's like, I'm not even going to give you a price. Let me see what you can do. And uh, which makes things super hard, right? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally think this property could be worth a million, almost six, and uh, but it's not operating at a million six. It's operating at more like nine hundred and fifty thousand. But when you understand how to use these numbers and fit them together, I can do this on single family. I can do this on multifamily. I can do it on commercial. I can do it on land, and. Uh, office building. You can do it on anything, storage units, uh, anything that has income. And even if they're asking market value, that, you know, in Utah right now, the cap rate, which, you know, is for commercial type properties, I mean, it's probably like four and a half, five percent. And people are paying 3.75 to 4 percent. Cap rate, that means that they're getting 3.75 to 4% on their money if they had paid cash right. for the property. Super ridiculously low. Yeah. You're probably with inflation, you're probably losing money, aren't you? Uh, ridiculous. People are betting on the appreciation of the land as opposed to the income. Uh, and I would tell you that as people that do creative financing, we can still make stuff like that work if they're open to terms. Yeah. Even the ridiculous, crazy high price stuff. Right. Absolutely. So Jeff on this, I was just trying to figure out what the seller would gross. So you just do, I just want to run through that. Oh, sure. Thing. So what the seller would gross. So you just do that $600 payment Yep. times that by 36 equals so that's twenty one thousand six hundred right. and you add the down payment so plus fifteen thousand yep and then you add the uh, balloon payment so plus that was eighty five thousand three seventy three and what they will gross over three years is a hundred and twenty one thousand nine seventy three that right now oh, this is the yes because it's the, the offer that they took yeah 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 so i just i just wanted to figure that out yeah. um just for our audience just so that if you're making these kind of offers always show what they're going to gross because in this in this scenario they're getting what they want down and they're grossing more than what they were actually asking for the property uh, and to be honest i think i personally i bet you if I would have made that subordination offer that you came into, that would have been in the running uh, uh, because it would have accomplished all the same things. And uh, it may or may not have been easier to sell, but uh, I love that offer that you came up with. I, I personally think that worked great. 
Cool. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope that you can really see the power of using creative financing, um, especially on a deal like this, Jeff, I would have looked at, I would have just overlooked this deal, you know, again and again and again, I, I wouldn't even have looked at it like it was a deal. Um, just being in that, if you're only in the mindset of, you know, how can I flip this property and how can I just offer cash? then you're going to always miss these kind of deals. And so hopefully with this episode in the last one, um, you know, we're, we, we do these exercises so people can work through them with us, right? Work through the, the numbers with us. Um, but also if you, we want you to adopt the mindset that if you learn creative financing, you can make these deals work, um, by, by playing with these numbers. Um, and that's, that's what you really showed us here. And, and what you were talking about, Jeff is you know, like, even on those, the, the, the properties where the sellers are just asking, you know, a prime rate, right? The, I mean, the highest market value possible, we can still make that work if they're willing to give us our terms. That's right. So just guys, hopefully this is kind of a, a paradigm shift for you. Um, to kind of see things in, in a new light because man, a property like this, Jeff, that's out there. You know, you can find these all day long. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, and it was listed. I mean, yeah, not exactly. that this was not an ideal situation uh, other than that the seller had some motivation. Uh, but as you noticed, when we started going through it, the payment got in the way that the payment made it more difficult and rather than just saying, well, the seller's not going to take that, we just made the offer and saw what happened. Uh, uh, and the seller surprised us and said yes. Yeah, and what you really have to do is you have to make that offer where the, where the numbers work for you. Like, of course, like you said, Jeff, you can't make every deal work, and yep. it's not going to be ideal for every seller. So if your payment can't be any more than $600 a month, don't offer any more than $600 a month. <laughs> That's for sure, right? I mean, even uh, if you're not even like over their payment, if it's 50 bucks over their payment, so what? It has yeah. to work for you or your buyer. Yeah. Yeah, if you're making that offer, then you maybe you do get it accepted, but you're not gonna want it. Right, cool. Awesome, guys. Uh, so if, if you guys love this, if you love what we're doing here, please rate and review our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We need that to continue to reach a broader audience. Um, and we got to do that in order to make this sustainable, um, to continue to bring you guys valuable content um, in the realm of creative financing. So uh, I want to point out... Um, well, let me back up here on, we, we have a special video that, uh, we, that Jeff put together and, uh, he takes you step by step on how to create these offers. So he has a single family property, uh, an actual lead that he got and he closed on and he takes this property. He shows you step by step on how he creates these offers. Um, starting with the lead in his CRM and he walks you through creating these offers and then how his, how he exited the property, how he was able to, to, to wholesale the property and make a profit on it. So we got a, a, that video for you. If you guys just text uh, our creative financing hotline 
877-409-8090. Again, that number is 877-409-80. Just text creative financing or CFP uh, to that number, um, whatever's easier for you. Uh, and that will send you the link to that video. It'll ask for your name and email address, and we just want that so that we can continue to uh, let you not let you guys know what's coming up in the future, um, and continue to bring you valuable content on creative financing and real estate investing. Uh, you can reach us on at our webpage, thecreativefinancingpodcast.com. That's where all of our episodes are, um, and then. We're on Facebook, the Creative Financing Podcast, and then on YouTube. And if you guys are listening to this once again, and you want the visual, you want to see me punching the numbers into the financial calculator, go to our YouTube channel. It's the Creative Financing Show. So <laughs> that's always a lot to say, Jeff. It is a lot to say. <laughs> Surprised you can remember it all. Oh, I got it in front of me. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, the point I just wanted to make at before I, I, I went into that is um, practice this run through the numbers with us uh, if you if you haven't and there's so many episodes that we don't have visuals on but we run through the numbers just like this and if you go back and you follow along and that's how you're gonna learn this so I just I, I wanted to make that point absolutely because that's how I'm learning it yeah. Yeah. like so here's like I mean you and I we've been meeting up for a long time and with what we're doing here right now in these last few episodes um, of putting me on the spot and running through the numbers, I learn more, far more doing this than just watching you do it and, and telling me, um, you know, what you got and how you were able to do it. That's right. I learned far more. So. Yeah. And hopefully that being as YouTube videos and when they order this, uh, even though I don't have a calculator on the video, I literally will walk you through step-by-step step the calculations, what to put in your calculator to figure stuff out. Uh, practice will make perfect for sure. Yeah, and on that video, that's exactly what Jeff does, is he walks you through what to punch into your calculator. So he doesn't have a calculator on the screen, um, but he walks you through how to punch, or what, what to enter for present value, what to enter for interest rate, what to enter for term, and how to solve for payment or future value. So, yep. And why, which is just as important Absolutely. because I'm, I'm trying to figure this out as we go and I want you to get a little better idea of my thought process. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Any last words, Jeff? I'm looking for apprentices. Uh, we have two different programs. One, uh, if you want some training, um, uh, we're happy to chat and see if you'd be a good fit. The other is, is hey, we're, we're looking at working with people all over the nation, mostly for um, larger multifamily or commercial deals. Um, you know, you bring us the leads, we'll work with you to create the offers and we'll split it in some way or another. Uh, so just contact, just call in the hotline, let me know you're interested and I will get back with you. Again, that number is 877-409-8090. And one last thing, guys, I forgot to mention. If you're someone out there who's been a listener of our show for any, you know, any period of time and you've done a deal, I mean, I don't care if it's a small deal like the one we just went over or, or whatever, um, but if you've used creative financing strategies, something you've learned from the show, 
um, please reach out to us on our hotline. We'd love to get you on the podcast um, because ultimately you're, you're the best testimonial we have. And that's what we want to show our audience, our listeners, is that if you go out there, you take action on what we're teaching, you too can do these deals. Okay, guys, that's it. That's all I got. Um, until next time, create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.